1: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. People ask me, were you, uh, you know, you you must have been the class clown. And I say, uh, no, I wasn't. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, March 30, 2022, and this is the interview edition of the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 436 of the Biden-Harris administration, 221 days until the 22 midterms. Instagram, I'm at the Bob Seska. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. All right, it's been a particularly ridiculous week so far. Our national cheese is slipping off of our national cracker. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, Cliff Schechter returns to the show today. I think we're going to make this a regular thing. Maybe have Cliff stop by once a month or something like that. I think that's going to work. More to come on that front. So meanwhile, today, Cliff and I are going to talk about the seven-hour gap in Trump's phone records, what's taking Merrick Garland so goddamn long to investigate Trump's involvement January 6th. I mean, at the very least, January 6th. Plus, CBS News' inexplicable hiring of Mick Mulvaney and a whole lot more. Man, I really need to hear from Cliff today. Meantime, Think about supporting this show by signing up for our bonus content at bobseskashow.com. Okay, here's Cliff talking about important shit and making me laugh about it, too. Bob Seska. Why the hell is CBS News hiring Mick Mulvaney, of all people? Didn't we talk about this at one point during the Trump administration, how it was going to be inevitable that some of the mainstream press outlets were going to hire some of these weirdos from the Trump administration, basically normalizing the idiots and freaks? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, you just had a tweet about that. That was exactly right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, you know, we, we, we just can't get to a point where the, the political media... For the most part, and again, there's there's exceptions, and I try to point that out, that there are some folks that have risen above and beyond and taken risks and whatever, uh, you know, to their careers and have done what you would expect people to do in these situations, but there aren't enough. And certainly the executives at these big companies don't care.
1: Yeah, I
0: mean, Mick Mulvaney was there <laughs> when numerous of these crimes he's now being investigated for were committed.
1: Yeah. Was he ever confirmed as chief of staff or was he just acting chief of staff? I have no, I I have no recollection of what that was.
0: Yeah. I don't even remember. Right. But I mean, that's uh, the, the, the Trump stuff is that there's just are so many, not just sort of unusual and weird, but criminal and unethical and all sorts of other things that they did, you know, that, that, um, it, it's it's sort of hard to, to, to even kind of put everything into place and remember all of them. But what I do know is, you know, I mean, he left being chief of staff. He became like some ceremonial, you know, envoy to Northern Ireland. They weren't doing any negotiating or anything. They don't, they don't do policy. Right. Then he made a big show of stepping down because he was so horrified. Remember when Elaine Chao and a few others did after January 6th? Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably his way of being like, yeah, now the corporate media will love me again. But I mean – I, I, and that's the thing is like it all blends into each other. I've got a really good memory for the most part and I can't even – like he was the chief of staff if I remember correctly – for during the first impeachment. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And let's be clear about this. Chief of Staff is basically co-president. I mean, I don't know what it was specifically like in the Trump White House, but historically, Chief of Staff, you know, going back to Kenny O'Donnell, kind of the co-president, kind of right there for every decision that's being made in the Situation Room, in the Oval, uh, hands on. So you have to assume that Mick Mulvaney more or less was the co-president with Donald Trump at that period of time. So, yeah, he's fucking guilty. He's a villain. <laughs> and now CBS News. And I, I totally get like Fox News Channel hiring some of these people to come on as commentators. But right. CBS News, and now we learn, uh, and this was the tweet you were talking about a second ago, uh, Jeremy Barr from The Washington Post reported today, in fact, just a few minutes before we went on the show, According to an audio recording I obtained, this is Jeremy Barr, CBS News co-pres Niraj Kamlani told staff earlier this month that CBS needed to hire more Republicans for "quote unquote access reasons" because the GOP would likely win the midterms these are calls that the press should not be making certainly not the tv press and they've got uh, many more problems than just this but this is a great example isn't it of oh, it what's hate. hurting like america textbook.
0: it's a textbook example and then the only change i made to your tweet is how they're killing us they <laughs> yeah, are, they're killing america they're killing our democracy yep and, and they're doing it with exactly this kind of these kinds of sort of, you know, the banality of evil. Right. Yep. I mean, these little decisions every day, which is this guy, again, who's there. I mean, there is a war being fought right now that was a predictable war for many, many years now, because everything Trump and Putin and this whole coterie of people did made it plainly obvious that, that, you know, from t- taking the, the you know, changing the Republican position on Ukraine and taking it out of their platform mm-hmm. in 2016 to their hiring of Manafort, who had worked with, you know, Putin's literal puppet, you know, to help get him elected in, or elected in quotes, yeah. um, before he was tossed out in Ukraine. I mean, this has been sort of the crown jewel of Putin's agenda, even though he's got a much broader one, And so this was all obvious. And so we now know from the context that the Zelensky thing was part of this whole fucking thing. It wasn't just, I want dirt on Joe Biden. It was, I get two for the price of one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to not give you the stuff to defend yourself against my foul Putin. And no matter what they'd given him on Biden, I promise you, he would have found excuses not to give them what they needed to defend themselves against Putin. So it's sort of. You know, and, and the end result here, of course, ends up being that, that that the war we knew that 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 Putin has been aiming to to start for God knows how many years now starts, and and the the, of the when when Mick Mulvaney was as you put it, co president basically with Trump, a lot of all this this, this criminality was taking place. They got Trump impeached. You know, and it's, it's, it's ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. It's ludicrous that any organization that calls itself a news organization could hire anybody who worked for Donald Trump, who didn't show up literally like crying, groveling, (laughs) saying that they were the scum of the earth, you know, and, and I mean, it literally referring to themselves in that manner.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. And even
0: then, no.
1: Why do you think Putin waited so long to go into Ukraine? I I don't remember if we talked about this last month, Cliff, when you were on. But why did he wait? Did he assume that if he waited until 2022, by that point, Trump would have pulled out of NATO? And so that's why the timetable kind of played out the way it did. Like there was an assumption that eventually... Uh, Trump was going to abandon NATO and that would have freed up Putin to go into Ukraine and a lot worse. I mean, he could have done a Mm -hmm. lot more damage than he's doing right now, for sure. I mean, this is not to downplay the damage. This is not to downplay the atrocities, but it could have been way worse. I mean, he could have gone into Poland. He could have gone into Lithuania. He could have gone into Estonia, any of these nations. But he chose just Ukraine because no Donald Trump. (laughs) There's no Trump to remove us from NATO.
0: Again, and that's where I'm saying all those many things are obviously in a direct line and related. I mean, my gosh, you don't yeah. you don't need to be, you know, you don't need to be be sitting there uh, um, like Russell Crowe. Damn it, what's the movie where you can like see all the numbers and all that shit?
1: No, oh, I mean, uh, I mean, a beautiful mind. Is that it?
0: Yeah, you don't have to have you don't have to be have a beautiful mind to put together the the, the pattern <laughs> right. here. It's really pretty easy, right? Uh, yeah. From the moment that that, that you know the, the from the moment. Crimea's invaded, and then you throw in, um, as I said, the Republicans changing their platform and mana for it. It's, it's, it's all been about the same thing. Mm. Um, and and the reason it didn't go in is, once again, he slowly, he was getting everything he needed. I mean, this became a Republican talking point of, well, uh, you, you know, you didn't do it when Trump was in power. It was like, because he didn't need to. I mean, the whole point was they, they thought Trump could get reelected. Yeah. Um, and they thought they could help reelect him. And Numerous staff have come out now and, and said exactly that numerous, you know, Trump, people who were in the room with Trump and some of the Defense Department other places that Trump had every intention had he been realizing of pulling out of NATO. It Would he have been able to do it? I don't know. He tried some other things along those lines mm-hmm. and it didn't didn't work out quite, the, you know, like he tried doing some things that were very kind of against the grain of, of the bipartisan consensus. And he, he was pushed back. But you remember, he did. Overcome that bipartisan consensus and pulled out of defending the Kurds, our historic allies, and left them to be slaughtered. Something that nobody that Republicans and Democrats alike, at least Republicans pretended to care about these kinds. So I mean, you know, NATO, I think he was going to do his best to break up the EU and you know and, and try to foment sort of factional warfare there, mm-hmm. you know, siding with with members in the EU who have elected more dictatorial governments. Um, I mean, if you think about it, if he goes to certain of the people in the, in the EU, remember, this is before, all these guys now are, are, are just horrified by Vladimir Putin. Do you know why they're horrified? Because he's a loser. He's yeah. losing and he looks bad and he looks like a murderer and an evil person he is on TV and they don't want to look like that. Mm-hmm. But from Erdogan, you know, to Orban, to Duda in Poland to a number of these countries that you know that, that uh, are either allied with us you know in NATO uh, that have that have dictatorial leaders now i mean i think it was sort of you know they're, they're all they'll all be behind me when i make this play they'll cause trouble in the eu they'll cause trouble in nato mm-hmm. just wait and when trump's reelected we and, and again they were doing it before he was reelected yeah. Right. Like oh, yeah. they were they, they were doing numerous things from trying to take sanctions off of uh, oligarchs to, to you know, even saying, oh, you know, sort of accepting that Crimea was part of Russia. To I mean, there were numerous ways in which they already were moving in that direction. Oh, yeah. They're moving just slowly enough that, you know, so again, that's a long answer. But that's my answer, which is I think they thought that once Trump was in it, especially if, if they could get Congress back, but even without Congress, didn't much matter. Trump would literally uh, either pull out of NATO or damage it to such a point, say that he would refuse to abide by Article 5 of NATO, which is mm. the, the joint defense part of it, and other things that that then, then Putin would have been ready to, to, to make an advance. And one where I think he would have felt much more comfortable, whereas here it was sort of, oh, shit. There are people that are actually standing up to me. Yeah. There are people that actually aren't just, you know, tossing Ukraine overboard. Uh I, I better move now. Right, right. That's my feeling. Anyhow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then yesterday, uh, two things happened that were both major, major news stories. Well, first we learned about A seven-hour gap in Trump's call logs. Seven and a half hours. half hours—just Giant gap in the call logs from January 6th. And we learned... In his defense, though, he may have just been eating fried chicken. uh, That's that's very true. So we got to take into consideration the fried chicken. But we also learned that uh, a federal judge said Trump likely committed a felony on January 6th. And this dovetails exactly with what you were just saying. Trump asked Putin yesterday on television for dirt on a political opponent again, as if the first time in 2016 wasn't bad enough. He went and did it again. And I think the reason he did it again is to probably own the libs, but I think uh, to some extent he was kind of serious. He was kind of hoping that maybe well I think he was uh, serious. He doesn't
0: get boundaries.
1: Right. He's not as I mean again, like I don't
0: I don't want to sort of cast aspersions on people, all sorts of people. By the way, I've got serious sort of from when i had grave disease anxiety right so <laughs> yeah. I, I don't i don't try to cast aspersions on people with with uh mental disabilities or whatever term we're, we're using I, that you know i want to i don't i don't try to to do that at all but i want to be honest i mean trump is not a sound mind no you know he's not i mean he is clearly clinically narcissistic and i i mean if he's not a sociopath <laughs> i would bet anything my entire whatever on that so yeah so 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 the point is is that he doesn't see things in the manner in which normal people do he doesn't see boundaries the way people do and so a normal person would say to themselves, or at least a, a well-functioning adult would say to themselves, hey, I said that stupid thing last time and I didn't really have experience in politics. And, you know, it got me in lots of trouble, almost cost me an election, you know, helped eventually lead to a, a potentially a first uh, impeachment and, and the rest. Maybe I should shut the fuck up for once. Right. But that doesn't cross Donald Trump's stupid little fucking furry mind.
1: No. You no. know,
0: he goes in, he pops in his head and he says it yeah it literally it's like his brain is just a big spinal cord they're like they're, they're, there's no thought he's like a lower order being you remember you took biology that like everything goes to the spinal cord is a reflex yeah. everything's a reflex there's no that's there's right. no reason that goes on like none of that yeah so yeah I, I, he meant it and i don't even think he knew he was doing anything wrong because that's just who he is he's a He's a criminal and a thug, you know, and a narcissist and a sociopath. And this is the way he's wandered the earth, you know, for the 70 whatever years that we've all been, you know, that this earth has been stained with his presence. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so that's what I think was good. But I mean, I mean, that's the thing that's just so atrocious there is that all these other people, all these folks around him, all these ones, they all know better. Right, I mean, there's a couple of them that obviously, I mean, no, I mean, Louis Gomer isn't playing with a full deck. We all know mm-hmm. that. Uh, I mean, I would say there's a good two dozen people that are that are in the Republican Party that definitively have serious clinical mental illnesses, likely uh, on the sort of paranoid, sociopathy, oh, yeah. you know, that whole spectrum of areas. Yeah. But, uh, but point being, there's a lot of other folks, and we've heard nobody say anything. I haven't even heard Mitt Romney say a damn thing, right. as far as I know about how awful it is. And there's a lot of people that, that there that know better. And so again, like, it's just proving once again, there are no boundaries that will stop this guy, except for the ones you erect, that he cannot get past. And those are the ones that need to be legal. Mm. And it just leads, I mean, you know, this is your show, Um uh, and all of you out there listening, you're lucky. I mean, otherwise you'd be stuck listening to me all the time. So, you know, you but, uh, but, I, but I do, feel, I have to feel like I have to ask you a question yeah. even though that's your job to ask me questions, which is like, you know, wh- I mean, it, it is hard. I want to maintain belief. I really do. Mm-hmm. My God. But like, uh, you know, and I know there's some people that come down on the opposite side. The two strongest voices I trust the most on the Merrick—I'm talking about Merrick Garland—to start with oh, yeah. are Alison Al- Gill, who we know, you know, Mueller. She wrote and uh, and Empty Wheel Marcy Wheeler, who seem to be sort of firmly in the camp of they're doing a lot of things behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and they've looked at documents and they've said things. It still won't change my position that that Merrick Garland and like literally the entire Democratic Party. Is a massive failure as a communicator.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because it's insane. Uh, you know. Oh well, that's that's against precedent. You know what else is against precedent? Having people smear their feces on the walls of Congress. That's against fucking precedent. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not in a normal situation here. We're in a situation where it becomes clear every day you know, that is the missing seven hours of missing logs, the memo that apparently Ted Cruz wrote alongside Eastman that may implicate Ted Cruz. This isn't just a Trump thing, as many of us have been saying. Sure, he was the catalyst. He's the one that gave these other, you know, the leader, if you will, of in their soci- sociopathic little group that gave these other people the courage to act out on, on do the things they wanted to do, the Rand Pauls and the Ted Cruz's and Mike Lees. You know, in the house, that you know, that whole Rogues Gallery—the two dozen of them that basically wake up in the morning and have trouble doing anything other than drooling. You know, <laughs> I name them all off the top of my head, or I, I started with them before. I mean, Gosar, Biggs, you know, Marjorie Taylor Green, Bobert, Gomer, Massey, Jim Jordan. I mean, these are literally people who like just are basically root from fucking dirty rotten sounds. Okay, <laughs> may I go to the bathroom, sir? <laughs> Thank you, um, but I mean <laughs> that's the we so okay. You know, and yeah. we know many of them were going by their little hotel suite, where their their war room. You know, where this was going on. We've gotten a hold of memos. It becomes clearer and clearer every day that there that there are a lot of people involved in this. Yeah, yeah. and and you know, uh, Merrick Garland. If people say to me, you know, legally, he's doing what he needs to do. I can accept that. I'm not a lawyer. So I can say, maybe I'm wrong about that. Communications wise, no, I am a communicator. And mm-hmm. there's simply no way that when a country is on a precipice, uh, you know, where a large chunk, a majority, I would say to you, of the country is worried about its survival as a democracy and what right. the hell's going on. Yeah. That you shouldn't be regularly at least stepping up and telling us you're on the case. Right. I mean if you can't give us specifics and all that sort of stuff, and he's failing there in the mm-hmm. prison. But, but I'm interested in what you think, I mean, yeah. It's like it's hard to remain faithful. It's like, and I'm up somebody who generally, you know, is an optimist. I guess I think, but I mean, it's you know, it's like you know, one minute it's like, what the fuck is Merrick Garland What is going on with Clarence Thomas? I mean, the whole Ginny Thomas thing, which we got, you may want to get into, so I won't go there now. Is ludicrous. Where is he? You know, we elect this, this fucking guy, or not we, but Manhattan Alvin Bragg, who's like, oh, mm-hmm. justice will be now. Bring me in, and, and you know, we'll have justice. I mean, somebody found that tweet from a while ago that justice would begin fucking liar. And he's, he's <laughs> early, that, right. like to the point of where where I mean, from what I hear, the governor can actually fire him. And I, I, I Kathy Hochul, you, you know, like I, I won't say I'll give her a big donation if she does it because that's bribery. <laughs> but my God, would I, would I support her uh, wholeheartedly if she yeah. would fire this asshole. I'm just I'm so tired of people letting this motherfucker get away with mm-hmm. all this behavior because, again, we don't erect these boundaries. The dude will just keep doing worse things. He doesn't have anything else that stops him from doing it.
1: That's right. I'm trying to control my patience in all of this, but uh, it's wearing thin, especially after two of the news stories that I just talked about. The seven-hour gap and this federal judge, uh, I think Judge Carter, said that uh, Trump probably committed a felony on January 6th. These two things should have triggered Merrick Garland, the D.C. U.S. attorney, whoever, to launch into an immediate investigation of Donald Trump if it isn't already underway. Now, granted, it may already be underway. I don't know the level of discipline inside the Merrick Garland DOJ uh, because there hasn't been any leaks along these lines. And I don't know how to accept that. I don't know how to take the fact that there hasn't been any leaks to say, Oh, yes, they are kind of looking into Donald Trump's participation in January 6th. We haven't really heard anything like that other than Merrick Garland himself saying, yes, it doesn't matter who it is. We're going to be looking into them if they were somehow criminally involved with the insurrection. So we know that, but we don't know anything else. And so I'll
0: say quickly, you're smart, guys. You know that good messaging And good, so if you want people to understand, if you want to educate people, if you want to communicate a message with them, one of the key cornerstones of doing that is repetition. And so the point is, is that, okay, so he stood up and he did that. When was that? Three months ago now? Where the fuck is he? Sometime ago. A lot's happened since then. Mm -hmm. Why is it not every two weeks or every month this man is standing up, or at least the comms people, who run his place and saying to us, yes. What we said before is still true. We are looking into everyone. That excludes nobody, including the president of the United States. We're not saying we're looking into him, but we're not saying we're not. We're simply saying to you, there is no no stone we're leaving unturned. Everybody is being investigated. Yeah. Why are they not doing that every couple of weeks to keep people, you know, in a place where, where we can all still feel like, okay, you know, we have some confidence? Because what we are seeing every couple of weeks, as you said, is this guy asked uh, the you know, the enemy of this country. Uh, to release information on his opponent or his potential opponent in 2024. What we are seeing is, is seven hour gaps and things. And judges saying that he probably committed a crime and, and memos from Ted Cruz that, that, that seem to likely, if we ever get to the truth, implicate Ted Cruz in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like again, on and on and on and on. I mean, like, Ted Cruz is the guy who came in second, as a reminder, besides being literally the most loathsome man in the world whose own daughters can't stand the sight of him. um, He's also uh, the person who came in second to Trump when, you know, in the primaries. I mean, we're talking about now the guy that that was their nominee and eventual president and the guy that came in second. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's you know, we, this this is all stuff we need to know. And it just. I argue it's like there's always that, that term about the iron triangle, you know, about lobbyists hmm. and government. And, and I've, you know, con- put together what my own iron triangle of, is of what, I, what is killing us, yeah. which is dishonest, evil, use whatever word you want, hmm. but often dominant right wing media, lazy, click oriented. Uh, scared of, of their own shadow. Both sides, mainstream media that won't do their job and tell people who the bad guys are. Right. They will allow politics to color that. They, you know, and then Democrats who refuse to fucking communicate what we're doing, what the other side's doing, you know, what the problem is to tell people the story of what's going on. And when mm. you put all those three things together, you get where we are.
1: Yeah, yeah. And look, I don't expect Merrick Garland to step up to a microphone and say, we're investigating Donald Trump for A, B, and C uh, on Thursday, however many investigations are ongoing. I don't expect him to announce that. I mean, if you remember, 2016, We were all outraged by the fact that Jim Comey violated DOJ policy and stood up in front of a microphone and started blabbing about an ongoing investigation. However, I mean, all that being said, I do expect some sort of leaking to go on. At least some sort of single indication that we're going down this road. And I think one of the reasons why I don't expect an announcement is because... This is something that is highly sensitive. That's never been done before. DOJ, in particular, has never investigated a sitting president. However, I mean, for God's sake, they opened investigation into Hunter Biden. If we know that they're investigating okay, Hunter they go to Glenn Biden,
0: Greenwald, yeah, get you all know, the information from the laptop because yeah, he's, he's the he's the laptop expert from what I hear. Oh, he, sure, he,
1: yeah, yeah, yes. the thumb drive expert too. And and you know if that's gonna happen. If they're going to do, if they're going to announce that or at least leak that, give us some information about any potential investigations into the president. I mean, this is a, a, such a dereliction of our constitutional democracy right now. The fact that these crimes took place in plain sight, we all know that they happen. They're on video. Donald Trump, by and large, is on video. The evidence is incontrovertible. And yet, and this and is just, and this is so one of about this, Bob, yeah. if we can't,
0: if we cannot, again, I really feel that way. If we cannot find him guilty in these circumstances, and, uh, you know, I don't understand why we have courts. Yeah. Honestly, like and, and I, would, just, I would, I would fully understand if people are just like, all right, I don't believe in the rule of law
1: anymore. What's the yeah, point? Yeah. And it's not the only thing either, Cliff. I, there's an entire laundry list of Trump things that require well, Alvin investigation. Brad. Yeah, York, yeah. A
0: whole different thing, and what the fuck he's doing.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there are the uh, the non-DOJ investigations that are going on that I'm still quite hopeful for. Fulton County is a big one down in yep. Georgia. Certainly, that's Letitia James' uh, investigation in Albany is a big deal.
0: That's the one I have the biggest, the most faith, and I think there's one yeah. that's been going on in Washington, D.C. over the Trump Hotel, right? the Attorney General, or or whatever the, the, the I don't know if it's called the attorney general there but the law, top lawyer there i mean yes there yeah, are other ones
1: yeah, yeah. District but the attorney, fact
0: yeah. you know, that a manhattan elected mm-hmm. district attorney could could do what this motherfucker just did it's yeah. Sorry, you know yeah I, I i can't i can't even i mean beyond like the fact that it was the right thing to do mm-hmm. does he think he has any future in democratic politics because i'm hoping he doesn't think he does i don't know i mean his approval rating is probably three percent at this point I hate my own motherfucker with everything in my being and I've never met him.
1: (laughs) Well, the person we one of the people we need to be taking a closer look at here in terms of delays in this investigation or not even picking up the investigation is the U.S. attorney in the D.C. district. I mean, that's where uh, everything starts. If there is information leading to criminal indictments or if there's a secret grand jury, it's going to be coming from the U.S. attorney in D.C. And then ultimately, of course, Merrick Garland has supervisory capacity over the U.S., all the U.S. attorneys for that matter. And that's Merrick Garland's involvement. So, yeah, Merrick Garland is accountable for this. But also we got to be looking at the and I forget the guy's name, the the D.C. U.S. attorney. So, uh, but but that's where it should start. I mean, that's where it begins. That's the jurisdiction for this investigation, especially when it comes to the insurrection. But then you also have the Ukraine quid pro quo, which also had a, a criminal aspect to it. And we also learned that you can, in fact, investigate and indict a president after they're out of office for something that that president was impeached for and then was acquitted in the Senate. So these are all possible avenues of investigation. I have no fucking idea why it's not happening. But for about, you know, 10 months into the Joe Biden administration, I was trying to maintain a level level of patience where it's new territory. We haven't been down this road before. Give him a chance now. I would say my level of patience has reduced down to, if you imagine it like a video game health meter, I'm down to where it's (laughs) starting to turn red (laughs) and flashing uh, blood spatters on the sides of the screen. That's where I am. Space
0: invaders. It's no longer with the the space invaders are kind of moving slowly, doing jumping jacks at the top of the screen. Yeah, exactly you're getting towards the bottom, going about eight thousand <laughs> miles per hour, about to fucking crash. Is that worth? Yes. Sorry, I was, I was, we we're just on vacation. I think I told you that. Yeah. I, we were. Hey, we look. Were, this one bar. There's one. There's one bar and restaurant that had uh, this massive screened Space Invaders, and both of my boys who were 15 and 12 were playing.
1: Yeah. So I've right, got right. it,
0: they were. Just, so i got Space Invaders <laughs> in the brain.
1: Well, I'm, sure. I'm and and since GI Jane jokes are back on the table, I guess we can go to <laughs> Space Invader jokes too. That's all. That's what we might need in the end, man. Is like if
0: Alvin Brad can't do this shit, Will Smith, (laughs) yeah, come on down, man. Yeah, I mean, if the best we can get is a smack across the face, then you know, I mean, that's better than nothing.
1: Okay, so about ten years ago, I was buried under way too much debt. I remember the sleepless nights, the worry, the sense of futility when it came down to paying down my debt, despite skyrocketing interest rates. I took extreme measures to absolve that debt, but you don't need to. All you need is Lightstream. So with Lightstream, you can roll all of your credit cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit, way lower than most credit cards. It's lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and there are absolutely no fees. The application is 100% online, and you might even get your money the same day you apply. That's a great turnaround. And just for my listeners, you can apply now and get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com sesca. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com C-E-S-C-A. I got a link in the description for you under this episode at bobsesca.com. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash for more information. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. More fun, more music—the Bob Seska show. Well, I oh. hope at the very least, when it comes to Alvin Bragg, I hope SDNY at the federal level, the U.S. attorney there takes up that investigation. Now, I mean, if you look at the Pomerantz resignation letter, my God, talk about tantalizing! I know, talk about incriminating! It's like Jesus, how can this not be happening? And then I try really hard, Cliff, as a, as a Gen Xer who grew up with. You know, the early uh, conspiracy theory adopters, <laughs> you know, your JFK yep. assassination conspiracy theories, yep, yep. etc. I'm,
0: I'm of that same generation as yeah. you, so I'm right there with
1: you. Yeah, my, my paranoia starts to get tweaked a little bit here. When I see something like Alvin Bragg or I see this delay at DOJ, I start to wonder— who has Trump gotten to? I mean, who's been threatened? Who's been bought off? Who has been yep. removed and replaced with a Trump loyalist? What's going on here that we're being so intensely gaslit with the lack of investigations of an obvious uh, felony level, federal level criminal in the former president? And I don't have any other answers. It's, I don't <laughs> either. That's the something thing. I'm going to school yeah. on
0: you. Yeah. Okay, I found it. I was looking up the movie because you're a movie buff, or kind of like into this stuff, like me. Yeah. Did you ever see um, the Q and A with with Nick Nolte, Armand Desante? It was a Sydney Lumet uh, film. It was Nick Nolte, Armand Desante, um, who Timothy Hutton. Oh He's, my like, god! Yeah, I've,
1: I've heard of that, and I may have seen it when it came out. I don't remember it though. I, I remember very little of it. What 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 is this? What is the movie about?
0: I mean, it, you, it, it's hard to go into it, but there's police who do a, a shooting, and it's—I think it's a, a black <laughs> man, with not shocking or whatever, but. But then they start, this young DA starts, you know, who's like this new, it's its, its own version, like a little bit like training day. Which I, I see. You've seen. Oh yeah. But like he's the new sort of, you know, and he believes in the system and, um, you know, uh, and he's trying to kind of go through it, but then he starts finding out that other DAs have been implicated in various things, you know, um, and, you know, that there's just so much more, you um, like crime and you know whatever you mm-hmm. know and then unethical behavior at the new york police department and i'll never forget like at the end you know there's i'm trying to remember who it is Is the head of the the whole um one of the guys in the department takes timothy hudson to the side and he's like and he points to this he points to this sort of um this file right and, he, mm-hmm. and you know this file drawer he's like if you go through there he's like you will find shit going back to revolutionary times that's been covered up. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? And he's <laughs> like, shit. and don't forget, fire burns at 480 degrees Fahrenheit. You know, and <laughs> and that's how the movie ends, you know? And you're like, yeah. I don't know. That's what I thought of when you brought up. Because, you know, we are of that conspiracy. Like the, the late 70s, Mid to late 70s, early 80s, you know, where the the three days of the condor and, you know, all that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we were we were around when the Church Commission was assembled and and we, we saw those investigations, the House Select Committee investigating the assassinations. And it was all there as we were kind of coming of age. And so that's our common frame of reference. So when I see shit like that, I go to. Oh, bad government, bad, bad conspiracy. No, that's the thing. Who's being bought off? Yeah, yeah. And it just gets exhausting, too. It Mm, just,
0: it's like this, this guy, I think about like, you know, I'm I'm filing my taxes in the next week or two.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm dotting every I and crossing every T Mm -hmm. because I'm scared shitless that I messed something up and some asshole comes after me, not because I purposely did something, Oh yeah, but because I accidentally forgot to include something. And, you know, I'm my own business. So it I, you know, I do hire an accountant, but they'll file the final thing. I still have to get all the write-offs right and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's a big pain in my ass and, you know, and all that. And, 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 but I'm so careful with all of that. And I look at this guy and I'm like, my God, like he's just spent an entire life walking between the raindrops.
1: Yeah, lying I mean, about his first- assets, lying on his tax returns. I mean, Jesus, at the very least, this Alvin Bragg investigation should have immediately, and, and who knows, it that may have, have already may have already done it, but, I mean, internal revenue should be on top of this fucking thing. The inflation, deflation of assets, that's, like, right squarely in the wheelhouse of the IRS. And if there isn't and, an investigation okay. going on at that level, too... I mean, what the fuck are we even doing anymore? That's what case? I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Like, like, what's the point of? I mean, just, I mean, I hate to get all existential, but it's like, what's the what's even the entire point of our legal system and yeah, our political yeah. system? Right. The guy like this can wander around, and he did for years in business, and but then even put himself in the public eye, and still commit the most outrageous and frankly some of the worst crimes in the history of this country. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but. There's sedition and treason in there. If they want to, if they want to charge him with it, they probably, you know, we already know somebody, one of the what, booger boys? I don't know what is it, boogaloo <laughs> boys? Not uh, <yeah. laughs> picking boys. Yeah, we can go with booger those, boys.
1: That's fine with me. Yeah,
0: that, that works. One of those, sure. <laughs> one of those guys already, you know, <laughs> already pled guilty to seditious assault or whatever. Yes, I mean, we've already established that sedition took place. Like I just, I don't
1: understand. At some point, what does this motherfucker have to do?
0: Right. To go to prison.
1: I mean, burner like, phones, Cliff. <laughs> burner phones. We're talking about uh, fucking Jimmy McGill and Walter White and Mike Ehrman Trout <laughs> and fucking uh, uh, Gus, Gus Fring, you. you know, snapping the El Cheapo burner phones in half after they're done making a phone call. That's this right. is what Donald Trump did for seven and a half hours on January 6th. Burner phones. As what's my name at all
0: sorry, <laughs> right. sorry i help myself
1: <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> right i mean
0: it, it, it you know oh and that reminds me quickly i don't want to change the subject uh, but i wanted to thank you for something okay and i'm gonna thank you here publicly because i told you that i did not love the second suicide squad film uh-huh. um you know i didn't like i thought they they were trying to do kind of a Deadpoolish thing for dc yeah. but i thought they kind of missed the mark in a number of places i didn't find some of those characters. Rat, you know rat tattoo or whatever i don't think they, I, didn't, I didn't think they were done very well i thought that you know and you said you told me you said watch peacemaker yeah and i and I, I have now don't don't give it away i've watched the four episodes we just went on vacation so we can catch the rest and if oh my god i yeah. mean i feel like i i should I should get down on my, my hands and knees and beg you for, for forgiveness of them because they, it is so good. They've still yeah. gotten the kind of, you know, Deadpool vibe of, you know, like, of like, you know, overtly goofy violence with uh-huh. just hilarity with just some cheese ball corny kind of over the line sexuality and sexual jokes oh, i mean yeah. but they've nailed the whole thing and he is so good mm-hmm. and you know we finished the last episode i think i tweeted something out and you liked it i think i saw so you know which was the i mean <clears throat> i'm taking my my 15 year old drummer son in about a month and a half two months when they're in town to see a group of of, of a hard rock bands one of which is faster pussycat <laughs> and uh, the the whole house of pain Oh, yeah. Scene! Oh, yeah. oh my God! Oh yeah! So, you in know, any case, we, we, I, we I, uh, get back to what we're talking about, but I need well, to tell you because I remember you saying how good it was. Oh yeah! You are right. Like it, it is everything.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> and I gotta say, I love that show so much. Here's how much I love that show. I am not into dancing if you imagine me on a dance floor i'm six four elbows knees i there's no i just four not,
0: muscular white guy yeah there's are known for their
1: dancing <laughs> yeah flailing on the dance floor it's just not a pretty sight that said i want to learn that fucking opening dance move from peacemaker oh, that, that whole dance routine with the <laughs> wigwam song because i love that show so much and I love that opening sequence too. I mean, when has there
0: ever been a show before where I actually can get excited to? I don't even fast forward. To I know the opening sequence. I'm actually <laughs> excited
1: to see it. Hey, did you see the story about that dumb fuck Nebraska lawmaker? who had to apologize for spreading fake news about a litter box conspiracy theory. Have you heard this story yet? It's, I didn't
0: see that he'd apologized. I thought like he said something about us. We now we're saying humans can turn to cats or I don't know. Yeah, he, yeah. He, fuck. He, I mean,
1: right. He was, he was talking about a conspiracy theory that alleges that schools are putting litter boxes in the bathrooms to accommodate children who self-identify as cats. And so he had to walk that back. But the fact that he believed it for a period of time either shows how utterly fucking cynical the Republicans have become or how incredibly gullible. I mean, we may be talking about a party of whatever, 75 million suckers. Uh, I mean, that was pretty clear by the 2016 election and the success of Donald Trump. But now, I mean, my God, it's gotten even worse. If they're believing ridiculous conspiracy things like that, like, oh, my God, we got to accommodate uh, children who identify as cats because, oh, shit, because of trans people and whatever they're talking about here, whatever comment this is about uh, identity and, uh, and gender and so on. This is how ridiculous the other side has gotten. And probably I'd also a pretty I'd like good. To tell team. him that, yeah. by
0: the way, cats are fucking awesome. We have four of them. <laughs> yeah. We actually have a barn in our house because yeah. we love them so much. we took in <laughs> one or two that were that that you know were stray, were, that were found places, and then we love them and we couldn't. So mm. anybody, you know, you want you that guy wants to fucking mess with cats. I will. I, humans are one thing, but he wants to mess with cats. I will beat him within an inch of his life. <laughs> Which by the way, folks, I don't really mean because I don't actually condone violence. I am not Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will get up and make a tearful apology right now. Yeah. About how I'm really about love and protection and stuff after I punch people.
1: Oh man though, isn't that all <clears throat> isn't it all about the times though? Isn't it perfectly yes. in keeping with what's going on in department stores and on airplanes about mask mandates and vaccine mandates or just like unhinged grievances turning into, well, I can't just be angry about something. I have to fucking punch someone out or I have to make a spectacle in the shopping yep. mall, or I've got to gun down a bunch of people at the post office or wh- whatever. I know it,
0: it fits in perfectly. It's the, it's these loud voices that are out there encouraging people to do all this kind of shit. And we have a lot of people out there, it's and let's be honest here, like people say, Oh, you shouldn't discriminate between this, that. Well, I'm gonna discriminate. It really it's not by race at mm. all. But you go to most countries, it's men. Yeah, it's us. Oh, yeah. It and it, it is and, and more heterosexual, and it is just true, it is heterosexual men. If it's a, a a country that's majority black, I'm sorry, and they end up being black, if it's a country it's majority. You know, Arab. It's a big Arab. It's a country like this, majority white. But men, like we have this thing where a certain number of us have this uncontrollable anger. Yeah. And it, it you know, and you you see it because <clears throat> you're brought up the mass shootings. <clears throat> every time, that's the first thing I look for. Mm-hmm. The first fucking thing I look for is when were they arrested for domestic violence, and every time, like I swear to God, nine out of ten times, yeah, that that's your indicator. You know, is that that certain people have this uncontrollable anger, and the problem is, is we have these voices out there. We have these Hannitys and Tucker Carlsons and and people like that encouraging them to exercise that part of themselves mm. and to go and you know. And I'm not saying that was the reason with Will Smith, but I'm just saying you're right. It is with a piece with our current culture of just. People just feeling like they're they're they resent everyone. They're screwed by everyone. That that you know they're angry that nobody respects them, which they're being told all the time, especially by right wing voices, some le- some far left voices too, but certainly by far right voices. You know, and then and 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 then you've got like these fucking few people sitting at the top. Like laughing all the way to the bank, screwing everybody, yeah. Well, yeah. This, and making everything worse. And what that reminds me of, somebody who's a baseball fan, is we we have baseball now, but but to me that's part of a, a piece with all of this too, mm-hmm. culturally. That this bunch of fucking billionaires that owned all these baseball teams locked out players for a while over the smallest sort of concessions that they were refusing to make.
1: Yeah, that
0: yeah. did billionaires, and they couldn't, and they wouldn't make these concessions. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, it just. Yeah, we were, we're, we're, we're not in the best of times, you know, I hate
1: no, to tell you Bob. no. And you know what, it sounds cliche to say it. And I had this discussion on my Tuesday show as well, but toxic masculinity is a real thing. You and I, I'm sure both grew up with it to some extent. Yep. Like, what are these societal or even familial expectations of the quote-unquote man of the house or any of the Fact. boys and men in a particular household. How are we supposed to behave? How do men and boys behave in society? And in the case of you know the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, Will Smith felt the need to use violence in order to defend the honor of his wife. That is a dictionary definition of toxic masculinity. That's what it's all about. It's not, yep. it's not we're not talking about masculinity. We're talking about masculinity that is knee-jerk and damaging. That's what we're talking and about.
0: And also, pater- as, as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote in that brilliant—I don't know if you—oh yeah, piece, yeah, wonderful piece. Oh my God, mm-hmm. is, he, is he just one of the smartest people? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Jesus. And and the whole thing—the paternalism in there too. Because my wife noticed that right away, and that was one of her reactions. You know, and and I think that's a reaction that women can have to these kinds of things right away. Mm. That that even we don't notice right away, which is. You know, the whole man standing up for my honor thing. She's my wife yeah. wife's yeah. like, I can speak for myself. If somebody insults me, I can insult them back. But this, but the fact that, that 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 first of all, you get up and you go, you know, smack somebody because he said net, mean things about your wife in the in, in just about the most inappropriate place to do it. It doesn't matter where you do it, it's awful. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying yeah. I could do that on live TV that just tells me how out of control you are. But then to sit down and start yelling and you'll notice he didn't yell like get jada's name out of your mouth he said (laughs) my wife right get my wife's name it's like Get my property. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's the way it sounds when Mm -hmm. you're saying it that way. Yep, yep. You know, get my wife's name, like, you know. He used the
1: possessive pronoun. That's the the pronoun he used. The whole thing
0: everything about that was gross as far as I was concerned. And it all fits Mm -hmm. with all of this stuff right now. All these raging little. And then you knew because of that, that all these little pretend tough guys, you know, all these little, you know neck bearded little fucking munchkin, you know, I'm combining them all into one person, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I forget Matt Walsh and, and Ben Shapiro and all these little douche nozzles. We're going to have something to say about it. That it was going to turn into something to the left. Uh-huh, you know. I mean, yeah.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know what? There were a couple of polls that kind of underscored, uh, all of this. And the first poll was, uh, I want to say it's an AP poll from last week showing 56 percent of Americans think that uh, Joe Biden hasn't been tough enough with Russia. And then uh, on top of that, a majority of Americans in a poll yesterday from a Democratic pollster, by the way, uh, a Mm -hmm. majority of Americans think that Will Smith was right to deck Chris Rock. A majority. And it was it was a narrow majority, but it was a majority.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that's it. Even if that had been like a strong plurality, yeah. that would tell you everything about where we are.
1: Right, right. Yeah, there's this.
0: I'm sorry, <laughs> you just don't. It's like I tell my 15 year old all the time. You know, when my, you know when when my 12 year old son is purposely being a pain in the ass to him and bothering him, it's like, yeah, I get it. He's doing it. I get it. But you don't just get to use violence in response to things people say to you. That's right. This is not how you handle things. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to teach kids that. And I'm watching fucking grown adults whose first reaction is, you know, and and all these guys went, oh, the left, you know, know, conveniently forgetting. I mean, how many times did Trump call on people like – beat the crap out of that guy, you know, oh, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I, I mean, it was a constant feature at all of his little get togethers.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, how many times in the early days right around when Trump was tweeting like liberate Michigan, liberate Ohio, how many pictures and videos did we see of guys with AR 15s in the lobbies of state houses? trying to blast through doors. I mean, it's amazing that we were shocked the insurrection happened, but it already kind of started in state houses in, what, June, May, June of 2020? I mean, right around there, right around the time uh, the lockdowns were ending. I mean, it was all, all being telegraphed. We all knew it was coming. Except we didn't see the extent of how bad it would get. But it's all I think it all emerges out of the same sort of problem, which is this toxic masculinity combined with what I think is a very sick societal rot that I've kind of been collectively referring to as the American nervous breakdown, where yeah. we're just, I think as a society, we're starting to lose our spadoinkle a little bit. Maybe it started at 9-11. Maybe it started uh, at the 2000 election. Maybe it started with the election of Barack Obama. It certainly started in earnest when Donald Trump descended that goddamn escalator to announce that he was running for president. I mean, that's when you could really trace it back to as being no, where funny. the snap you, took place
0: you put up the other day and you you know and, and, and no I hate to be grabbing the twitter again from you bob <laughs> but but you did you put up something that i thought was very smart about who the sort of america's villains were yeah. uh worst ones and i felt like you know I, I added a few things people i thought but i felt like we couldn't so maybe we've got a little bit of time in your show or maybe we have to go soon i don't
1: know oh no no it's me, up to but, you it's up to you but, yeah we got about 10 minutes yeah
0: but I just felt like that, you know, you put up something very smart there. But I, I, I wanted to make a broader point, and like I feel like I kind of feel like it's impossible on Twitter, obviously, to make nuanced points most of the time. Hmm. Whereas what you got exactly right is Roger Ailes yeah, yeah. understood deeply, understood this kind of shit we're talking about right now mm-hmm. the the resent the, the underbelly the the sort of resentment of white working class prickly men and obviously some other groups too. I'm not, but, largely based there, often rural, those who didn't have a college education, whatever, for all the sort of society they saw as leaving them behind, as mocking their values, as sort of, you know, these kinds of things. And he, that, and he took Fox, and that is what he turned it into. But the one thing I did want to say to you, you know, and, and say I do think you're very right about that, but I did think you're forgetting the role that I still think, you know, but uh, these right there with Ailes, Ailes, whatever this stupid fucking name is, um, of, uh, he's dead anyhow. So um, I shouldn't have said that. I don't like making of people <laughs> being dead but you know, Fuck hey, that with guy. With Roger Ailes,
1: fuck that guy. Seriously. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. There's some exceptions to my rule. Right. <laughs> um, so let's make another exception to another fuck that guy, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. And I think. You have to because I'll never forget. I was in college and was my and you know and I was taking we were taking classes on, and I was doing this commu- political communications class on this new phenomenon, you know of right wing this this new f- phenomena of Rush Limbaugh right wing talk radio it was probably about ninety three or so, mm-hmm. and, and and what a big deal you know Fox wouldn't hit the airwaves till ninety six um what what a big deal he was becoming with all this sort of resentment and all that and we had loosened up all the rules that were allowing you know bigger media conglomerates to grab more and more stations so you could have a national voice like his in a way you couldn't have before and that we'd gotten rid of the fairness doctrine under reagan and then we you know i mean it wasn't one e one thing it was all this and now we're expanding this is a new thing Sorry for all of you. are going to make fun of Bob and I for being old, but you know this is like the early <laughs> to mid '90s. Is oh, the internet, you know, is coming along, and suddenly people you, you're able to sort of share a lot of this online too, and that's it, not regulated by you know by the FCC um, and cable isn't either, and that wasn't something else, and eventually satellite radio and whatever. And I'm just saying, like. To me, that's the when you're talking about how long our country has been going in that direction, right? Circling back to where you began this, Mm. where we, you know, blowing our collective spadoinkle. I think it's been a process. I think it began right around there. Yeah. I think. Limbaugh and then Newt Gingrich was doing it at that time in mm-hmm. in the minority. He oh, yeah. was in the minority, but he was the one who broke from the sort of Bob Michael, who was the House Minority Leader, Rep- moderate Republican from Illinois, who wanted to work with Democrats. To the let's destroy them, let's blame them, let's use all these phrases to describe them, sick and evil and whatever. We sort of the collection of of you know. Gingrich is an elected official, and Limbaugh and Radio Ailes is a producer, TV guy. I might throw Ralph Reed in there as the fourth one who got it. Christian, (laughs) yeah, never forget that asshole. Yeah, because he did it from the Christian perspective. The Mm. same resentful, and I just think since then, you're right. There have been points where it just flew off the charts. When we elected somebody black, they lost their fucking minds, right? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, we did some. We we passed, you know. Uh, marriage equality is passed. They lost their fucking I mean, minds because the you know things of that nature, and obviously Trump getting elected has made everything just a thousand times worse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I do I think I think we're at dangerous times and it's tough to put the kind of. Put the whole thing back together again but we're we the, the thing that's the most frustrating is none of this would be easy no matter what yeah, yeah but when you bring up stuff like where we started this show you know mick mulvaney at cbs and these things i mean we're letting we're we're, we're allowing it to slip through our fingers like right, right. this process can be halted this process yeah. can be turned around we can find a way to deal with some of the these folks that have essentially been entered into cults yeah. and been brainwashed by this crap we can have a free and fair democracy, the, the United Kingdom does, Germany does, Canada does, who have much tougher laws on allowing people to get up on large platforms and flat out lie sure. about other people and things, and we choose not to. Yep. I mean, there are other ways to do this mm-hmm. that that I think other countries are handling those better than us. And I think, I mean, man, we're watching this slowly slip away, and it's yep. pretty fucking, it's, yep. it's, it's maddening.
1: CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. All time favorites all day
0: long.
1: Going back to Roger Ailes, Roger Ailes identified a demographic in this country, a demographic that is wrong, cruel, and racist. And this demographic, because it is wrong, cruel, and racist, wasn't really a, a, a part of the serious conversation of politics in this country. And then Roger Ailes made it possible to bring in yep. the wrong, cruel, and racist demographic into the conversation. And it's like, you know, it's like dumping arsenic in your beer. You're, no, you're, you're going right. to poison the discourse with these people who, because he's pandering to the wrong, cruel, and racist demographic, feels then empowered. Like, oh, well, I guess being wrong, cruel, and racist is actually being right. I guess we're right about stuff. And that's what Fox News did. It reinforced, yes, you're, you're not alone. You're correct. Your racism, your cruelty, your wrongness is actually right. And so therefore you have a voice, you need to participate. And so these people are enabled that leads to George W. Bush and Dick Cheney, which leads to Sarah Palin. Yeah. You can do the list on the line leading all the way up through no, and right. Donald Trump. Right. And you're so right. That's, and the, learned- that's the poison <laughs> of Roger Ailes. Yeah, correct.
0: They all learned from the ones that came before them and right. they were some of the original ones. There were some others, Richard Vigory, who, Pioneered direct mail and raised a ton of money that way. Through yeah. By the way, it's the same idea as, the, as all those emails that spread disinformation. Now he was a Goldwater guy. Some of them came yeah. out of Goldwater. I mean, it's not to say that that you know it's hard to ever say any one person, but you know you can certainly say Roger Isles. you can certainly say Newt Gingrich, you can certainly say Rush Limbaugh. And, you know,
1: I hey, think don't Ralph don't, Reed, don't forget Morton Downey Jr. Everyone forgets well, Morton Downey Jr. Morton Downey Jr. Sure. basically was a chimera. Of Phil Donahue and Rush Limbaugh. If Phil and, Donahue was an unforgivable asshole, that would be Morton Downey Jr. That's the kind of character. Bill O'Reilly got was. his whole shtick from I mean, him. <laughs> yes, he exactly saw that right. Downey yeah.
0: Jr.'s shtick worked, and that's what I mean. Yeah. He was just that asshole doing Inside Edition. And he saw, <laughs> you know, he saw the whole shtick worked.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know. That show was immensely popular for about two, three years in the late 1980s. And to an extent, it kind of eclipsed the early Limbaugh show. I mean, I know Limbaugh probably got started uh, around the same time. I want to say Limbaugh was nationally syndicated starting in 88 or 89. But Morton Downey Jr. was there, too, except Morton Downey Jr. was on television. And then Rush Limbaugh got his own television series, a syndicated television series, which, by the way, produced by Roger Ailes. So there it is again. There's the Roger Rails. I forgot
0: that he had produced it originally. I mean, yeah. he man, he knew how to tap into that anchor. Yeah, he's the one who, who, I mean, he saw talent. He picked mm-hmm. Hannity. He picked O'Reilly. Like, they are perfect for what I am trying to
1: do. Oh, yeah. And we forget the, um, I guess the documentary is called The Hunting of the President. We forget about the vast right-wing conspiracy jihad against the Bill Clinton administration. Oh, my God. I mean, they were, that was bananas. I mean, that was very similar to a lot of the shit that we're seeing now. There were conspiracy theories. There were things, why isn't the press covering Vince Foster's murder at the hands of Hillary Clinton? All that kind of shit. I mean, I remember listening to G Gordon Liddy in nineteen ninety-three because I oh, worked I at the same same radio station as he did. So I sat on the opposite side of a plate glass window from G Gordon Liddy talking about how, you know, he would go to the firing range and his for his grandkids, he would put up photos of Bill and Hillary Clinton on the targets and they would have target practice with pictures of the president and the first lady. I mean, this is shit that was getting broadcast right? nationally on the radio in 1993. So that's... And again, I just yeah. think
0: every, they, they, some of these people in the press were like, mm-hmm. holy shit, and they didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> <clears throat> and they just kind of were like, okay, yeah. Yeah. you know, it'll go away and blah, blah, blah. But my, my real problem with them is it didn't it kept getting mm-hmm. worse yeah and there's there really is a point where you run out of the excuse of like you know I, the thing i can't stand is when people are like haven't you guys learned anything yet and it's like you can't say that twenty-five years later. I, I mean, these are these are not stupid people. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's not the, there's no not learning. There's choosing to not learn because you don't care. Yeah. There's choosing to do something different because it's more profitable or better for your career or because mm-hmm. you're secretly right wing or or you know you know any number of reasons. Yeah. But it's not because you didn't learn. It's not because you don't know what you're doing is wrong. Because they keep doing the same shit again and again and getting taken again and again. At some point, you're like you have to want to be taken in mm-hmm. by this
1: bullshit right right well speaking of naivete before i let you go cliff i gotta ask you about this when i saw the uh madison Cawthorn coke orgies story i abs- my first thought was oh my god madison Cawthorn uh, is is talking about coke orgies on capitol hill and my second thought was oh my god i gotta ask cliff Schechter about this not because you attend capitol hill coke orgies that i know How of. you know i don't <laughs> well i said that i know of <laughs>
0: But, but be- <laughs> I, I I quit the Coke, so I only learned the <laughs> non-Coke gorgeous
1: But because you <laughs> used to cover Republican sexcapades, wasn't that your beat? I,
0: I, yeah, so when I was on The Young Turks yeah, back in the is. day, yep. um, I had the first ever regular thing I had, a regular <laughs> kind of appearance on any kind of show, was yeah. every week I did Republican sexcapades. And that's actually, you it's know, in, in the end, kind of, Kind of what led, what led to that Kleena Mitchell clip that we talked about, <laughs> right. and others like that, because I, because that's how I knew all that information. Because yeah. I would sit there each week and prepare, and it was like you didn't really have to prepare. It was like, hey, mm-hmm. David Vitter's with a bunch of hookers. Hey, Mark Foley's thing on the on the pages <laughs> no. again. Hey, look, there's another another pastor was found like. Having hung himself with like a scuba gear coming out of his ass. By the way, this is a real <laughs> case right? that I, I never, that I will never forget. Some some right wing pastor in Alabama who they found <laughs> hung, <had> accidentally, obviously, <laughs> auto asphyxiation in a hotel, uh, <laughs> hanging, hang, hung himself with with scuba gear coming out of his oh ass. Oh my just like, God. You know, oh and my he was God. outspoken, right? When, you know, what would I have done with Jerry Falwell Jr.? What would I mean? It's not like any of this stuff has stopped, right? It just, yeah. You but, know, but it,
1: one of the people you mentioned, certainly you mentioned in your Cleta Mitchell uh, appearance, is Randy Duke Cunningham. And that's I, I, I only learned a couple of months ago that Randy Duke Cunningham and his wife were in my mom's Lamaze class when my mom taught natural childbirth back in the oh, 70s oh and God. 80s. Yeah, so she she knows personally the Cunninghams. She emails me a couple of months ago and says, Bob, do you know who Randy Cunningham is? And I was like, oh, you mean Duke Cunningham? The oh, Dukester? That was yeah. the name
0: of his, of his yacht, remember? The The Dukester. The Dukester. <laughs>
1: Which is an unfortunate name If you spell it incorrectly You know what I mean? That's
0: correct Two O's You don't (laughs) want to spell it with
1: two O's You do do not (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) I just I mean That's what I meant Like they were comical And the thing that kept getting me And again the thing that still gets me And probably what gets me so fucking mad Is the (laughs) medium and when you see me go off on mainstream media is yeah. it's like, you're watching a puppet show <laughs> with a bunch of fucking clowns in it, but you're treating them like real people who have real things to say. Like you're right. ignoring. Yes. It's like they're up on stage and they're literally like they're, they're, pooping their pants and like they're <laughs> sitting there and they're vomiting on themselves and they're like you're, but you're, you're ignoring all of that and you're taking your you're nodding along to the points they're making right i mean that's what this is like and it was like that back then because i think what set me off initially <laughs> to do the to do that segment the young turks and i think i feel like it would i mean i was obviously early internet i feel like i did that somewhere around between like i'd have to look at a 2002 and 2005 or, you know, 2001, 2000, you know, somewhere in that range Mm -hmm. was because it was a reaction to like, Every one of those assholes going yeah. after Bill Clinton were cheating on their fucking wives. Yep. Every one of them. Yep. It was like Newt Gingrich was doing it and Bob Livingston. And like, you remember that that crowd? Uh, I mean, all oh, of yeah. them judging this guy. Mm-hmm. Dan Burton, who fathered kids mm-hmm. with other women that weren't his wife, you know, the one from Indiana, yep. who shot the cantaloupe in his backyard to prove that <laughs> Vince Foster had been murdered. <laughs> I don't know right. if you remember that. I like, remember that. Oh, he my was, God. Right, and it's like you're you're looking at this person in the face, Dan Burton, who shot a fucking cantaloupe in his backyard, who has fathered like I think with two other wives if I remember correctly, or two other women, uh-huh. children, and you're taking seriously what he has to say about about Bill Clinton and and Monica Lunsky. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, yeah, and it's right. all, and, and like it's like it's you know, but it, my God. I'd almost give anything to have that back. I mean, look at now—they're listening. Like they—they are do the same with Donald Trump and and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. People like that. Think those people make fucking you know Dan Burton look like a, a an astronaut war hero Mensa member.
1: Right, right, and like uh uh Chuck Todd will be sitting on Meet the Press and he'll show a video of all the Republicans pooping on stage, and then he'll turn to yes. his panel and go, "Why can't Joe Biden stop the pooping?" And this is like, right. what, what the fuck? just thought what are you talking about god damn it god damn it this guy oh it's so immensely it's, frustrating. Just, yeah. it's
0: just so frustrating and yeah. that's the thing mm. is that it, you know you know so i mean and I'm, again, I, I said what I said earlier. Like I, I, I talk about it often, I don't let us off when it comes to, to how you know. It pisses me off, and it may be up to all of us in the end mm-hmm. to settle on messages and repeat them and make them simple for people and make it clear that one party is for democracy, the other one's for autocracy. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's <clears throat> if it's them refusing to listen to judges in in trying to overthrow. You know, the the maps in Ohio mm-hmm. or, or, or being a fan of Vladimir Putin's when he's murdering people in Ukraine or loving Donald Trump. It's all part of the same thing <clears throat> about who here believes in our freedoms, who here wishes to take them away, who here is corrupt, who is not. I mean, these are things that we should be making this very clear to people. Yeah. Um, and we are not yet doing that.
1: Ah, shit. Well, we're not going to solve all the problems today, even though we tried. I mean, we desperately did try to solve every problem there is today, Cliff. And, you know, I I, I appreciate the effort. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: All the problems I failed to solve, uh, that's on me, folks.
1: Right, uh, right. Well, so uh, where can people follow you on the Internet, Cliff, on social media, etc.?
0: I'll just give the best part right now. I've told you before, and um, you know, and I will tell you again. Hopefully, uh, when I come back, but <clears throat> I just got back from my vacation. It's it, we've kind of working on some sort of a beta testing, whatever. I'm going to have my YouTube commentary channel going up. But oh, was, great. the only reason I'm I, I only. It. thank you the only reason i'm not promoting it yet is simply because i don't want people going there and being like oh there's only two videos uh you suck cliff and then leaving and then like whereas i starting on hopefully monday you know when i got back i've got to you know get everything set up i'm going to start having regular stuff every day mm-hmm. um numerous commentaries so what i would say to people is right now just go to at cliff schecter is the best thing because Great. i'm always i will be there on twitter and i will tell you where to find me in other places mm-hmm. uh, you know there so it's just at cliff schechter and schechter s-c-h-e-c-t-e-r if you can remember that we chucked an extra h off the, the name <laughs> on the boat over
1: <laughs> right. uh, and yeah, uh yeah. there you go yep and uh i'll put a link in the description under this episode at com, as always Thanks so much, my friend. I uh, I really needed this hour. It was great.
0: So did I. Seriously, when I come back in, like, I just spent a week with the family in Key West, and I had a blast, and I started doing some work, but I, like, in the corner, you know, I flew back in, like, one thirty, but in the corner of my eye, I kept looking for, like, 3.30, because <laughs> I'm like and I get to do the stuff that quote unquote is work but it's fun
1: yeah oh I so. know it I know we're very very lucky in that regard yeah and I want to get you on on a regular basis here I want to see if we can get you on like once a month or something like that so we can uh, do this again and again and again
0: that sounds absolutely fantastic perfect so we'll talk about that we'll figure out what, what day a month it. you know when, when, what day it is once a month and I shall be there
1: you got it take care my friend
0: alright you too thanks buddy bye bye nobody told road and i'm trying to resist but my heart's a thousand miles ahead of me on this while my head